Ross for breakfast. It's four past six. Morning, everyone. It is 19 degrees, heading for a muggy top of 30 degrees, but a tad cooler. We're in the Toolkit Depot studio for the next two hours. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers. (laughs) Tractors and land pride attachments. As I say, a very good morning to Scotty Cummings. Hello, buddy. How are you going? Yeah, really, really good. A little bit going on at the moment. There's a little bit going on, and and we've woken up this morning. If you've just woken up right here this morning, morning, good morning to you. But if you've just woken up, the big story, big sports story in the last 24 hours has rocked the sporting community. Here it is. Better get on. Pip needs to respond. Didn't handle the bend just before the bend that well, but comes again strongly now. Better get on. Pip is after Ruby Lou, but Ruby Lou's got the break. Leads by three metres. Better get on. Pip can't get there. Winter wonder. Steam thrill on the inside. Goes to third, but Ruby Lou does it all the way to beat. Better get on, Pip. And third home is Winter wonder. So the big breaking sporting news. So your horse ran second. Second and qualified for the $125,000 final. They take in 10 days to... Time. So I'm tipping Ruby Lou. Is it Ruby Lou? Yep. I'm tipping she made it too. Yeah, she got through. So she's already beaten We you. don't own Ruby Lou, mate. I know, but she's already beaten you. Yeah. There's probably no chance in the final. Okay. All right. Well, don't back it. <laughs> Steer clear. Don't mock it. Uh, so, yeah. So I went to Gloucester Park last night and all the babies are out there. All the babies having their first couple of starts in races. Yep. And we did a power of work, sat outside the leader, went sensational, pulled up great, um, and all the syndicates up and about. So, so uh, have you used the words better for the run? Uh, well, we've had two runs now. We've done it tough both times. She is mm. as tough as teak. Have you messaged the trainer to suggest your thoughts the on uh, for the final? When is the final? See, doesn't listen. No, don't listen. Ten days' time. Ten days. $125,000 final, sales classic final. Oh, I heard that bit. Okay. So it's Friday week. So to Messrs. Frank Agostino, mm-hmm. Paywise Fleet Network man, uh, Grant Povey. Yep. President of Claremont Football Club. Good couple of battlers. Peter D'Alessandro, number yep. one orthopedic surgeon in Australia. <laughs> yep, battler. Ah, oh, it's good. Michelle Cowan, head of AFL Winners yep. at West Coast. Yep, battler. I, I hope good things happen to you guys. I mean, you deserve it. But <laughs> yeah. we pay, yeah. pay oh, for the training. It. No, you deserve it. Anyway, it was a lot of fun last night. Good for night. you guys to get a break. Yeah, it was a lot of fun <laughs> last night. So, hey, we're in the final. That's all that mattered. Well done. It was huge. Yeah, it was terrific. So, thank you. Uh, good luck. Yep. Anything else happening in sport? Not much. Yeah. Well, that's the big stuff. Hey, today we have got Ryan from Bankshire Grove. Yes. And I am, I I never thought I'd say this about Mastermind, but I am so interested today (laughs) on how how you're going to do it. How are you going to try and stuff Ryan? Because Ryan came in with a really good, a really good topic. He said Melbourne Cup winners from 1985 onwards. And it's like, good, good work. He just needs a sheet of paper in front of him and who won it in 2000. Bang. That's exactly what he wants to do. I'd love, I can't wait to see how you're going to make it a little bit tougher. It has to be a little tougher, otherwise it's... Well, it's just a gimme. Yeah. Well, he will need to be with his A game. He would need to have wasted <laughs> last night. He would need to be in the silks. He'd need to whip out. Yeah. And he needs to have spurs the... on. Oh. <laughs> What's your cowboy now? Kick it, kick it home. <laughs> um, I hope he took the day off yesterday because I reckon his his homework range went from small, went from, what's that, 35 years to 
a lot bigger. He wouldn't have slept. Mm. Well, now, I'll tell you what, it's not going to be real easy to get in a family pass to the Wildcats finals, is it? You're not going to be able to get one. No. It'll be sold out tomorrow. It's only a double pass to them. We just, uh, oh, a double pass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair enough. Do the Red Army get real upset if we give away their seats? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can't go this week. Exactly right. Hey, Scotty, uh, look, it is a big story. And uh, <clears throat> after 6.30, we're going to be chatting with Mitch Cleary. It is about what's Good. unfolded in Melbourne in regards to... Uh, Joel Smith, of course. Um, Stepped it up a notch. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. If you don't know, uh, the the sports integrity have gone through his phone and found messages, alleged messages, which and alleged trafficking and trafficking, which means basically messaging other players saying, you know, if you're interested. Anyway, we, we won't delve into the legals of it, but Mitch Cleary is across it all. It's a huge day in Melbourne. It's a huge day for the football club. It's a huge day for their president, their captain, their CEO. They are massively under the spotlight, mm. and that's going to unfold. We'll chat to Mitch Cleary after 6.30. But All allegations. Yeah, 100%. But the big story has been broken. Breaking news, thanks, please, according to the West Australian newspaper. Exclusive. What does the headline say? Exclusive. What does it say? West Coast boss reveals club in talks to bring back original song. That's an exclusive today, February the 21st. From the King. This is what happened on Feb 7. Do we go back to our original West Coast Eagles theme song just to go back? Because I think it's got more balls and I think it's got a bit more tradition to it. Do we, do we want to just turn back the clock a little bit with the theme song? Again, under discussion, clearly the, 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 the club made a decision a few years back around the changing of the song, and I know that you know, some people are, are for, some people are against. Um, leave that with me, Goss. <laughs> I will do, Don. And- oh, no way in the world are you dealing with that, Pikey. If someone come to you and said that, you'd be going, please leave me alone. Feb 7, mm. on the agenda oh. from this breakfast show, but oh. two weeks on... It is an exclusive on the back page that Don's Pike. Oh, come on, West. Oh, come on. Come on. Who, who wrote the article? Jake Waddell? Jacob? No, a, yeah, let me get a couple of Jacob Waddell? Well, no, it's, it's quarters. Uh, what about the back page? Well, that doesn't give you anything there. Let me give you just a headline. Oh, well, hey, quarters and Waddell. Come on, boys. Come on. Quarters. Can't give you two weeks head start. <laughs> Seriously. Come on, boys. We're here for you. Well, we're here for you. Isn't it funny? We work together. We did our top five things we want to see the footy club, and you can talk about we want to see fitness and wins and stuff. Mm. I pulled out two, the banner <laughs> and the song. And I just went, you're not taking this seriously. You are you're being a real tool about this. I want to see <laughs> genuine change. The, the, the eagle, the blown-up eagle, the inflatable eagle, gone. The tunnel, gone. Gone. Banner coming back. The banner coming back. Mm-hmm. And now, <laughs> the club old song. song. <laughs> old song coming back. Oh, just, man. Uh, don't tell me we're not across it. Just don't tell me that this breakfast show isn't the number one news leader break. and newsbreaker of football in Big this town. Big issues Covered in here. Perth. Covered here, Scott. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to see if you know my top five are fit list and you know younger no blokes cares. pushing out senior players so they push forward so the boys no the next premiership. No one cares. Uh, defenders playing on someone. No, no one wants to see they that. They want to, the the, the they want a banner. Correct. Can they 
if they have the banner, though, can they go down a good path of taking the piss out of the opposition? Oh, well, they're not going to. Remember no, the doggies we, did that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever Dan happened, McKinley? Uh, 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 Dan um, McGinley? Or yeah, Mc, yeah, something like that. That's what I just said. No, well, it's not, it's, that's not his name. But anyway, it's something not he's as far a, He's a funny man. Come yeah, well, yeah, he's sort I of... I thought it was good stuff. He's sort of... His star has waned a bit. Now, um, now may I just make... <laughs> but I, to the West Coast Eagles, I'm going to go to another level now with the banner. Right? Well, you, you're going to break these stories because you have an inside lane into your club. Six-figure sum. You get, you get the inside mail because you are the number one cheerleader and petrified. Uh, sorry, petrified of saying the wrong thing. Let <laughs> <laughs> just poke it a little bit more. I just wait. You mentioned before the inflatable eagle. I'm going to get the tunnel. We, when we get yeah, the tunnel, the inflatable eagle. We need Dean Cox on because do you know this is fact that the West Coast Eagles banner was cloth and it had Velcro strips. Yeah, that's no point. And they would, as the players were coming out, and Dean Cox was one of them, they would un-Velcro. Yeah, so there were slots to run through. And they just open it and hold it for them to run through. Well, you bring and back that crepe paper. If we're going to go the banner, we're going the banner. Yeah. We're not going, if, it, if, it, if it's cloth with Velcro strips. That's a curtain. You're not bringing, we're not asked to bring back the curtain. If you, the only time you bring a curtain is when you're putting it around a horse after it's come a cropper during the race. That's <laughs> done itself a mischief. <laughs> Fair enough, too. We want crepe paper. We want proper, with a, hardcore crepe paper. With an aggressive or funny message on it. Not going to get that. Oh. Yet. You know what we'll get? Come on. We'll get our oh, sponsor for 25 years. Oh. <laughs> if, and, oh, and may I just clarify something, too, with this cheer squad? 50 games is not a milestone. No, 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 no. If I see a 50-game banner, yep. I will seriously spew I don't think. I don't think with the way the world is right now where everyone gets a prize, I don't think we're far away from a guard of honour and a cheering off for 50. Danny McGinley was the Bulldog. Yeah, Dan. Dan McGinley. I call him Dan. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah exactly. The banner, the first one will be, go Eagles, go. S-G-I-O. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be screaming to bring back the tunnel. <laughs> All right, so you've got those two. No 50 gamers. <clears throat> I tell you no what. No 50 oh, gamers. No, fair enough. So if you've got a 50 gamer on the banner, mm. I, I reckon st- the last 50 gamer I saw was <laughs> Stephen Hill. Unless you've been there for 10 years, like a... Was it Luke O'Sullivan at Carlton? He's <laughs> been there 11 years and got his 50th game or something. It was an amazing, amazing survival rate. But um, so, okay, we've got those two things. I'm going to set you a task. Yes. Can you get, you know, one of my, I'm bored with Aussie. Aussie the Eagle. Aussie? Yeah. Aussie the Eagle. I ask you that every you time. You think it's time? No, I, I think it's time to ramp it up a little. I, I don't know whether it's, whether it's some. You know, live animals in the arena or something. It needs to show me what it can do. Not, I know it can glide. I know it's a beautiful, glorious animal. It needs to show me some of its venom. I want to see something. So no more of this. Just fly around, land on the podium. Everyone claps politely because it's a bird. Everyone goes, oh, oh, well done. I need to see something. Lift, Aussie. Oh, I am. I must admit. It's got big talons and a... Sharp week. I want to see it use them. I'm actually in the it's time to move on from Aussie. 
No, I'm I... of the opinion it's time to move on from the Eagles. What, send Aussie to the farm? I just go back and do normal everyday stuff like he does Monday to Friday. <laughs> yeah, well, that, well, yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, I, I want to see. I reckon you're just bringing a wild one each week. Just, just see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. It did get away once. It did a reversal at Subi Oval when it took off. Really? Yeah, and went to, it left the stadium <laughs> and let, was found in Leederville or it's Loftus Street or something. Embarrassing for the trainer, isn't it? Just yeah. in the yard. I wait. It's coming back. He'll come back. <laughs> You've never done this before. <laughs> He'll come back. <laughs> and the ranger out. There was a mate. It was a. It's like when Gilly lost his dog. Like Honey went missing. What, did the whole state stop? Or well, India did. They all said they'd find it for him. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Seriously, all his Indian followers on Instagram. We'll find him, Mister Gilly. <laughs> stop driving. And his dog they was went. down the road. And it was in the front yard. The garbage man found it. Oh. The garbage man. I put a. I put a. a, a, a uh, all points bulletin out on the. On the TV. If anyone's seen that, oh. I did. And they fa- and, and the garbage man who was really found it in a house down around the corner. Mm. John's with me. They should let some rats onto the field and say, "Go get them, Aussie." Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. As long as Johnny Platten's not there, it'll be right. No. Yeah, about time. There was a couple earlier that you probably could have given no, me, but you chose not to. Not worthy. Anyway, that's. Can you get onto that for me? I know you want. I know I don't you want, want the eagle. No, but I know you done. don't want. I don't. I know you don't I just want think the eagle. It's passe, mate. I, I know, but it's passe because it's boring now. Now, if you liven it up a little, really, let it get back to its roots. I want to see the toss of the coin. The toss of the coin. Oh, can't you do something for me? I've let you go with your bloody song and your tunnel. Nailed it. Can you do something for us? What do you want to say? Toss of the coin. Is Toss of the coin, but I don't want it corporated out and, you know, and just given – it's got to have purpose. It's got to have purpose. It's got to be a special coin tosser, not just some bloke who won it because he paid $1,500 at a charity auction. Yeah, good, good call, or they spend one5 for the club. Yeah, I want it to be a so I reckon that's player or a legend or – or a volunteer. I was going to say volunteers. Club, what about or volunteers? Someone who has done, and that goes for both football clubs. I want to see more of that. And I know they've got to find revenue, and it's a revenue stream where people you know, become a sponsor and they say, and you'll get to toss the coin in the derby and I'll get all that sort of stuff. Do you think that's the clincher? When someone comes and says, I'm going to, well, are we going to, we're going to spend $500,000 with the club this year. Yep. Do you reckon they go, what? We don't, we don't get to toss the coin once. Oh, we're out. I don't think they say they're out, but I, I seriously think if it's a line ball decision, we'll let you toss the. We'll coin. let you toss the coin. Then. Oh, we're in, making a million. Yeah, really? Yeah. I, I don't think you think you're overcooking the amount of money. I, I, but yes. I reckon the Eagles can do without that little bit. I reckon they'll be fine without it. I reckon you give it to volunteers or someone who's doing something amazing in medical. But make more of it. But make something. more of it. Yeah. See, so for so me, that person gets praised. They just some person walks out. Yes, I want more on the and less shouting at me. You know, like the Fremantle Dockers bloke shout at me the whole day. Dave oh! Berry is a really good operator. David Berry is a very good spruker. He's like the sandwich board guy in the Hay Street Mall. He's very good at it. But <laughs> they I do just scream, wanted to, don't they? They're loud. Too loud. Just too And that guy from the FM radio station, Pete Corelli, lovely bloke. But don't yell at me. People go to the footy to yell, but when the game's on, quarter time, half time, three quarter time, just chillax, mate. Is it because they know? Just Relax. Is it, is it because they know that 5% of the crowd's listening to them, so they shout out and try and get 
more. They make more. Why don't you anyone listen Someone's to the running against the. The, the 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 tire thing around the boundary line, you know. Yeah, well, and the, you know what? They need to dress that up too because that's just too easy. Yeah, well, I'd speed it up a little. Have you ever seen anyone get beat? Nope. All of a sudden, the sign stops, and they just. Yeah. And I get I'm it is all about making money. I get all that. So for club sponsors and CEOs listening, I get all that. No. But what I don't get is being yelled at at the footy, we have to close the window yes. in the commentary box because yes. the screaming of these blokes, it's a game of footy. Just relax. Can we get back to that? Just relax. That running race against the LED fence. <laughs> what we need to do is, what we need to do in, for lessons in life, this would be good for people too. Get some kids out there and make the sign beat them. They lost. They lost. You lost, get faster. Oh, you, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can use that too. You lost, you're not getting the prize. Sorry. No, you don't get the prize off your trot. A little bit of lessons in life. A bit of resilience building in front of 50,000 people laughing at you. Well, that's good. It's good for you. Yeah. Kids need that now. I need to get a couple of losses early. One last one on this. Did you see that the Mason <laughs> what, what, Cox... What are we talking about? Mason Cox. Oh, we've sort of solved all the pre- and post-game yeah. of West Coast mm. and Fremantle. Did I you love see Mason this. Cox where he was standing at the Taylor Swift GA, so he's standing, paid for yeah. paid for the ticket. Absolutely. And he's in the GA section. He's seven foot tall, and mm. someone was standing behind him, and they couldn't see... And he has now said, hey, I'm sorry for the bloke that was standing behind me and couldn't see, but Bob, I'll give you free tickets to the Collingwood game. footy. Whatever. Nice. Nice touch. Okay. Now, I'm a tall bloke. So what's Mason meant to do? Is he meant to go to the back of the GA so he's not blocking anyone's view? No, he's entitled to. Because what about fat people? Well, I'm tall. I thought this what? prick's overweight. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. What can I do about now, let's just... Hey, what about us? <laughs> Come on. Well, what happens if I'm standing next to you yeah. and you're invading my space by being <laughs> slightly bigger than Joe I'll, Average? I'll get you tears to the footy. <laughs> 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 you're invading my space. But yeah, because they're only what's on, the on, a, on a concert in a, in a, on a stadium ground. It's only the little white plastic chairs. Correct. Oh, big people can, and everyone stood up. People can hang over the edges of that. So I get all that. But why discriminate against Mason Cox because he's tall when a bigger person is, you know, in your area, in your zone? I mean, not, I'm seriously, when does it stop? When is the good, you know, the, that type of stuff enough? Um, oh, well, listen, I don't think anyone complained. <laughs> he is such an ordinary bloke. I don't think anyone's complained. I just I just think Cox is doing a nice thing by someone. <laughs> where does it stop? It stops with us not eating so much. That's where it stops. <laughs> 22 past six on this day, just around the corner. Oh. We're reading all your texts. Tomo from Bunbury, Dirk Scott coming in, Johnny talking about Elisa, the whole lot of you. Thank you very much for all your texts. So they're all good, but they're not going to get into what we're talking about right now because we're actually holding fort and uh, holding court. Hey, Barista made coffee, ice cold, dry fort. Oh, holding fort. Enough. For your ice coffee favourites at the cafe. <laughs> holding fort. See, finally, <laughs> two and a half years, he's stuffed. This is Scotty Ingalls.
birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. Hour and a day. Don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Happy birthday, 21st day of February. If you're celebrating a birthday, all the very best to you. Jerry Harrison celebrating a birthday. Psycho killer. 75 today from Talking Heads. Kelsey Grammer, of course, he's 69. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Quite stylish. Christopher Atkins is 63 today, American actor. Of course, he was famous for starring alongside who in what movie? (laughs) <laughs> That's a tough question. Brooke Shields, Blue Lagoon. Uh, That's when she's cut. Blue Lagoon. Yes. Yeah, that was a that's a must must watch. Very. Yeah. He also was seventeen, uh, to 17 year old. He, he was in a movie called How Can I Live Without Her. He actually is singing. Quite amazing. Hey, Michael Slater, we wish him well. He's got some troubles, old slats. He's 54 today. Michael McIntyre is 48 today. Jennifer Love Hewitt. 45 today. She's from Waco, Texas. Yeah. Waco, Waco. But was it Waco where they all shot up? Yeah, Yeah, that was terrible. Hey, hey, Peter Talk, if you don't know who Peter Talk is, uh, he is from the Monkees. He died on this day in 2019. Novak Djokovic did this in 2021. Ninth Australian Open. He went on to win again the next year, of course, 21st of February. This was on 2021. And on this day, the absolute song that we all remember that went number one in the UK, 1981. On this day, thanks to Baron O'Day, don't miss out on the little moments because the little things are everything. Joe Dolce. Degrees, 19.3 degrees. Mitch Cleary just around the corner. And after 7 o'clock, Mark Bickley, because we're going to check in on what's happening in Adelaide to see if they're awake. In the meantime, let's do this. We're going to get Kane Corns, but we thought we'd go to the top. Uh, let's get a sports update with Chris Clifford. I'm going to the A-team. Melbourne Demons <laughs> key forward Joel Smith is facing four new anti-doping rule violations from Sport Integrity Australia. We will chat with Mitch Cleary about that very, very shortly. He's on the phone now. Uh, T20. New Zealand take on Australia today, 2, 10 p.m. That's on SEN as well, so you can tune into that. Bit of interest around it with Steve Smith. Is he going to perform well? Who knows? Oh, can't wait. I'm interested in this. I am interested in this. In the T20? Yeah, absolutely. We belt New Zealand. What's wrong with you people? Test series starts next week. That's where the real interest is. You toss either. though. Mitch Marsh dominates and we win. You heard in the news there that Man City beat Brentford 1-0. It means Erling Haaland has now scored a Premier League goal against 21 of the 21 different opponents he's made an appearance against. 
Gordian Goss on this Wednesday morning, hitting for a top of 30 degrees. Uh, but seriously, it's got very hot in Melbourne town. One man who's across it all is Mitch Cleary. He's the number one main man for football for the Seven Network when it comes to breaking news, and he's been kind enough to join us. Uh, Mitch, appreciate your time. Uh, if the Joel Smith story and Melbourne story wasn't big enough before yesterday, it is now officially massive. This has exploded, Goss. Good morning, guys. Uh, this is a really serious nature now. We knew that he was facing a violation for cocaine in his system on match day from a game late in the year of 2023. He's now facing facing three fresh violations of trafficking or attempting to traffic cocaine uh, through the last 12, 18 months. Joel Smith, this has exploded in the last uh, 12, 24 hours and uh, it's really serious now and it's going to throw questions all over again around the drug culture at the Melbourne Footy Club. How a player who, at the age of 27, is not only possessing, using, um, but now alleged to have been trafficking cocaine um, is really high-end. And the other layer to this, if it wasn't um, bad enough, it goes back to 2022 where... He's alleged to have been in possession of cocaine on the 9th of September, a day when he was the sub in a final. The next day, he played in a VFL prelim that they won. He went on to win a VFL flag the next week. So, Joel Smith, his career is in tatters. Um, If it doesn't end this way through the, I guess, the up to four-year ban that he's facing, um, he's well and truly in in line to cop the three AFL strikes, given... Um, the history of this, and that would end his career on the spot. So uh, a big day to unfold for the Melbourne Footy Club. Yeah, Mitch Cleary, Channel 7's uh, ace reporter, is online. So, Mitch, the, it's allegations. We've got to remember all of that. But Sports Integrity Australia, according to the reports, and you'd be across all this, there is messages of, of text messages on mm. his phone to teammates. They must be very edgy today as a football club and... Uh, Kate Roffey's reign, does it come into question? I mean, there's a lot going on at that football club. Absolutely, and you've got everything in the background around Glenn Bartlett, the former president who was agitating against drug use at the footy club, and um, he's come out strongly, um, you know, through court documents suggesting that this was rife for for some time and and, and nothing was done about it. So Kate Roffey's reign, yes, she is an AFL premiership uh, president, uh, dating back to that... uh, 2021 season, but this does cast all sorts of doubts, not only over her, but the CEO, Gary Pert, you know, um, Simon Goodwin, the coach, was was he aware of this? Um, You know, Max Gorn, the captain, we we love Max and his jovial nature, but how aware was he of this uh, rife among his playing group? And and he himself is is due to speak later this morning at all things of an AFL Auskick launch, and I'm sure that's going to be uh, quickly forgotten the, the launch around Auskick when it comes to this. So, uh, you know, this is really high end now for the, the Melbourne footy club. And, you know, they play a, a season opener in, in two weeks, Goss, against the, the Sydney Swans. So it couldn't come a, at a worse time. Uh, more allegations against Joel Smith. And, and again, as you said, um, when it involves text messages to teammates, it incorporates the whole footy club. Yeah, Mitch, that's the question I've got. Is, is that the extent of, it, of, the, um, of the charges of trafficking? Is it... You know, what do we know? Is it was he getting it for teammates? Was he getting it for like you know, we're talking, you know, commercial quantities for bigger sales and that sort of stuff to outside of the football club? What do we know about the, the extent of the trafficking charges? So the report is that there's been at least one text sent to teammates around alleged trafficking and I must stress you hear traffic and you think, you know, is that buying and selling and, and, and sort of moving quantities to other mm. people? 
the, the use, the, the term supply also falls under the trafficking, um, I guess, umbrella. So, you know, if, if he's been in possession himself and is, is offering or, um, you know, supplying to a teammate or, or those close to him, that does fall under that umbrella. So there's no suggestion to this point, Scotty, that, you know, he's, he's buying and selling and, and moving um, these sort of quantities around. But... Um, when the when the term trafficking is used by bodies such as Sport Integrity Australia, it is really really pointy ended. Where are the TV crews right now? Do, I mean, Joel Smith is he in Melbourne? I mean, what's the what's the what's his whereabouts at present? I'd love to know, Goss. If you could uh, if you could give me a, a GPS <laughs> location on Google Maps uh, and, and point me in the direction, that'd be good. But uh, no, I think people will be camped out at the Melbourne Footy Club. Um, Max Gorn uh, is due to speak today, as is the, the CEO of the AFL, Andrew Dillon. So all sorts of questions will be put forward to those people. There's no better media performer and person to take the heat out of the situation for the Melbourne Footy Club, in my view, than, than Max Gorn. It, it, he's as polished a media performer as there is, so I'm keen to see what he has to say a little later this morning. And, um, you know, he's... Ultimately, when it involves a, a, a teammate and other teammates of Max Gorn, um, he is he's largely responsible. That's just the way the buck falls in, in mm. footy. Mm. Hey, Mitch, if these allegations were found to be correct, and that's a big if, would you expect a lifetime ban? Well, there's two sides to this, Scotty. Firstly, Sports Integrity Australia, they look at the match day use, and we know that Joel Smith is alleged to have had cocaine in his system on match day to a game last year. Then they've also alerted the AFL to uh, possession of cocaine and then this, this latest uh, trafficking allegations. The other factor is here, the illicit drugs policy to the AFL, if he's you know, confirmed to have um, been using cocaine or, or an illicit substance on, on three or more occasions, that's three strikes under the, the drugs policy and that's, that's automatic uh, deregistration and, and a lifetime ban. So... Yeah, it's hard to see, unfortunately, the, the career of Joel Smith going any further. Um, if he does receive the, the anti-doping um, ban when it comes to Sports Integrity Australia, that's looking at you know around the two-year mark, potentially more. Um, and then you've got the illicit drugs policy for the AFL. If it is three strikes or more, we, of course, we must stress these are allegations. Um, that's, a, that's an automatic deregistration. Mitch, last one on this, and we just want to touch on a couple of other quick subjects. We know you're very, very busy. We appreciate your time. Uh, it, 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 it certainly is going to derail Melbourne, in particular early. There is no doubt about that. As a footy club, their focus is going to be massive. By, and, the, and the Melbourne media spotlight, the football media, is relentless around the country, but more so in Melbourne than anywhere, I reckon, even more so than Perth, to be honest. Um they're going to need. They're going to have to batten down the hatches big time. And you talk about Kate Roffey, Gary Pert, Max Gorn, but we're talking Jack Viney, Christian Petrarca. We're talking mm-hmm. some very senior footballers who are superstars in their own right. That is a football club that is going to have to galvanise very quickly, or this is going to be a horror, horror year and a horror couple of years. Absolutely, guys. They go to Sydney in 14 days and they play a red-hot Sydney team who are going to be coming out hard at the SCG to impress their fans on, on opening night. And then the next week, they play the Western Bulldogs, who will be fresh, having not played in that opening round. That is a massive first two weeks for this footy club. As you mentioned, Gorn, uh, but Viney Petrarca, they are seasoned leaders of this footy club. But I can't remember an off-season uh, of this nature around a footy club, probably dating back to since the West Coast Eagles days. Yep. There's been nothing of this nature in my time of covering footy, which is, um, you know, around 10 years. So, uh, yeah, it, 
you know how these things work. Winning papers over everything. If they come out and beat Sydney by 10 goals in the first week and then and blitz the, the Bulldogs, this will be put in the review mirror pretty quick. But if they lose that first game, the pressure will continue to mount on this footy club. And, um, you know, it centres around a guy who is unlikely to ever play and, and pull on the jumper for the footy club again. Mitch, let's talk some footy footy. Uh, Collingwood secured former Victorian cricketer Will Parker as a Category B rookie. The rich get richer, Scotty. If you can believe this, they get this kid for nothing. He's going to be paid outside the salary cap. He's a Category B rookie, which we know, you know, is the Mason Cox sort of Alex Keith, Mark Witsav style. You come from outside the league. Given he hasn't played a game of Australian rules footy in three years, he's able to come in outside the, um, you know, the official normal rookie rules and the uh, the salary cap. So. And they're not just getting a, a cricketer. They're getting a kid who was seen as a, a top 20 pick only three years ago. He's sort of in that running half-back mould who can um, intercept and defend. This could be one of the great uh, rorts. Not, well, not rorts. Collingwood's played well and truly in the system. But, uh, you know, another free kick for this footy club who wins the flag and then they get, you know, a potentially top 20 talent from a, a draft only three years ago. It's... Uh, Shrewd business and uh, very smart recruiting from this footy club. Just one for the battlers, yeah, Mitch. Uh, just one for the battlers. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see. Good. Uh, Carlton superstar Sam Walsh, are we expecting to see him round one? It's well and truly up in the air now, Goss. They, they say that he's on a modified program with his back. It's only two weeks out now until they play Brisbane at the Gabba on the Friday night of opening weekend. They can't put a timeline on when he'll be back in, in full training. We know this time last year he missed the first month of the season after back surgery. This is really worrying news uh, for Blues fans, given they've already ruled out Silvani for the year and Weedering will miss at least the first fortnight. They can't afford to lose players to the ilk of Sam Walsh. So this is a big watch over the next fortnight. Can he get back on the park? Can he return to full fitness? Um, all eyes will be on the Blues. Mate, last one for you. I know you've got, as you guys said, a mountain of work to do and a lot of follow-up. There's still Taron Thomas stuff floating around as well. Now, listen, um, this is a personal one for you, Mitch. Our, our magnificent producer, Special K, Chris Clefunas, he proposed last uh, last year to his beautiful fiancée, Evelyn. I saw you do the same, mate, so congratulations to you because you have absolutely joined the blokes batting above themselves club. But to this day, he hasn't set a date yet. Have you rushed on and set a date for your <laughs> for your wedding? Well, thanks for the kind words, Scotty. I've got <laughs> nothing to dispute in what you've just said. I'm absolutely no, getting out of my league. <laughs> I did it Sunday, so what's that been? Three sleeps since. Uh, yet to set a date. Kate works in horse racing. I work in footy. So there's a finite time. We might uh, have to sit down and and work out a, a December January window because uh, there's not many not many dates that sort of cross over for, for both of us. If you really love Kate, right? If you really loved her, if you really love her, you, and you committed to this whole setup, you would say to her, "Let's get married, grand final day, right? Right? Commit, right? And if she really loves you, she could give you, let's get married on a Tuesday, the first Tuesday in November." <laughs> How do you reckon? I'd love to know who would win out of that scenario. Uh, you know who win. Yeah, well, that's, that's a given. But who? I, I just don't think anyone would rock up. Maybe it would be a cheap wedding if you had it. Beautiful. <laughs> and you could save money on having Goss as your MC because you wouldn't have to pay him because no one will be there. I'll just find a day when there's a good auction going. And, uh, ah, very good. If we can double up. Very uh, congratulations, mate. You are the best in the business hey. and across all of this. And we... Um, We'll let you go and get amongst it today because it's a big, big day. Thanks, guys. Thanks for 
Thanks a lot, guys. There he is, Mitch Cleary, Channel 7's number one man in footy in news. He's across it all. It is a huge day. It's been a huge time for the footy club, Melbourne Football Club. All that and more certainly going to unfold. Keep an eye on the 7 News. AFL Chief Executive Andrew Dillon is about to speak on regards to the Joel Smith accusations of the Melbourne Football Club. But let's chat to James Broadhurst, Greyhounds WA. We'll get to Andrew Dillon shortly. It's a great night out at the Greyhounds. Hey, James, appreciate your time. The final of the Puppy Classic on Cannington. And David Hobby has a stunning six runners out of eight. Yeah, good morning, guys. Good to be with you. And, yeah, look, probably no surprises there that uh, Hobby has a strong hand in this race. Call it a... Hobbernaut or Hobbageddon, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> and he comes in uh, with the best dogs in the race. And look, these are young dogs, so you can expect a little bit of variability in their performances that you, than you might get with uh, more experienced greyhounds. But what we saw from the heat, uh, if we're basing what's going to happen in this final on that, Sunset Fraser is going to be super hard to beat if he brings his superb early speed like he has done in his couple of, uh, last couple of starts. Uh, some other contenders here, the litter mate, Sunset Tyson, is a dog that can certainly improve with second behind Sunset Fraser last week. Ghost Emoji uh, just scraped into the final but had made, uh, won three prior to that. And the other heat winner, Sunset Nightjar, is a dog with early speed and can get uh, room from that in box eight. And I should mention, Tim, your former Tab Radio colleague, Peter O'Neill has an interest in one of the dogs here, Apple Crumble. Yes. One of the non-hobby dogs, but oh. does get box one. And it might be a, a good like spec for an outside. We're on that one then. Yeah. I'm just going to tune in to see if Hollow doesn't win them all. Yeah, well, no, you're going to tune in because <laughs> Apple Crumble, you want the cream. Hey, Morton uh, yeah. is heading to the Perth Cup. Tell us a bit about this greyhound. Yeah, one of the most exciting greyhounds in the country, headed to WA. Now, we already knew that we were going to see him because he, he was announced as the tab touch uh, for the tab touch slot for the Sandgrover. That's in April. But uh, news this week that we'll also be seeing him for the Perth Cup. Uh, heat to that is March 9. Now, he'll come over to WA to trial at Cannington just to get a bit of a sight at the track next Saturday. Uh, so that's exciting. But, of course, prior to that, this Saturday... He is headed into the final of the Australian Cup in Melbourne. Uh, and, of course, there's the big chance for him there to repeat the feats of his dad, the mighty Tommy Shelby, who won that race in 2021. So, Morton, we've mm. seen lots of hints. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yes, said, Australian Cup uh, in Melbourne Saturday, as you mentioned. So it's, it's going to get around. Morton's going to get the frequent flyer points up over the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, have you got a best bet for us tonight? I do, yeah. I thought you might be interested in this one at Cannington tonight. Race 5, number 6, Burglemere. Now, this is a huge 36-kilo powerhouse. It's kind of like the greyhound equivalent of Scotty Cummins steaming <laughs> out of the full board there. Guys, remains to be seen whether this dog will be as successful, but so far so good. Has won three straight. Does hit tougher company uh, this week, so we'll see if he's up to it. I did really like his run two back where he jumped from the middle draw and was able to find the lead and go on and win. So, uh, uh, dog to uh, keep an eye on, I think. How, how far is this race, James? How far? Uh, five, 20 metres. Nah, too much. not Scotty Kelly. He's, <laughs> <laughs> He's more much. of a 275. Yeah, 275. <laughs> maybe a 320 tops. <laughs> uh, no, it's Greyhounds I'm WA. It's a great night out of the Greyhounds, of course, every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday at Cannington. James, always like chatting to you on a Wednesday, mate. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys.
It's a beauty. Greyhounds, as I mentioned, every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday at Cannington. Uh, Mike wants to know, how does Optus Stadium look with the WWE Illumination Chamber being set up? Well, we're just looking out at the Camfield and they've got obviously a, mm. the uh, bit fan of a Fan interaction set up going on. Yes, fan interaction. And uh, I was in uh, talks with uh, the WWE. Oh, to, to compete? On the king, to uh, get in the Illumination Chamber? No. Go on. To have a role on the, on the, over the weekend. Oh, uh, so and what sort of role? Ah, uh, just, just, you know. Let's get ready to rumble! Oh, you can't say that, mate. You'll Oh, no, he'll ping you for that. Oh, no, I just oh, do. Oh, no, not to say that out loud. Oh, yeah, you're not. That's probably why they didn't end up using me in the end. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was doing something you new. You use it. <laughs> uh, now, we're not too far away to going to Andrew Dillon from the AFL, the CEO of the AFL. We want to make mention this morning... Come on, breakfast family. We want you to join the SENWA tipping competition on the SENW page. Uh, So you head to sen.com.au, click the win tab at the top and join the AFL tipping comp, then search for SENWA. So sounds a little complicated, but it's not. Go to sen.com.au, you click the win tab at the top, and you join the AFL tipping cop. I'm in it. Scotty's in it. Lois is in it. Uh, Chris is in it. Uh, Heat is in it. I had a good year this year. I can feel a good year coming. I had a stinker last year. And uh, search for the SENWA. And if you do, you'll go in it. And you go in for the national weekly prizes. And you look at our socials as well. You can get a yeah. link from that way as well. Oh, how good would it be for someone from the West to get up? That's the idea. We want oh, someone yes. from the SENWA breakfast team and breakfast family. So do us proud. SEN.com.au. Click the win tab at the top, join the AFL tipping comp, then search SEN or direct links will be on our socials. So get amongst that, of course. Tomo from Bunbury, a sausage roll, of course. What? I think it's got something to do with you. <laughs> well, it does, but I'm not sure where the relevant. Well, if it, if it was a 520 race, you'd chase hard if it was a sausage roll at the end. Oh, you're, oh, you're working with Tomo, are you? <laughs> Martin from Jared. Oh, hi, guys. Was it Corns last year that said Reed should go to Melbourne better coach? Can we dig that up? <laughs> can we? Can we dig up? If he did, oh, play no. it on the hour, every hour. Oh, no, he didn't. No, I think he did. I think Martin from Jared Ali is 100% correct. He talked about Harley. Why would you go to a losing club like West Coast when you could stay in Melbourne to a club like Dean good, good culture? No, he didn't say that. No, there's no way. I think he did. I think he did. Let's get Colin drop out of there. Uh, we haven't had Andrew Dillon up at the moment. We might get a breakaway. Can we get this breakaway right now, boys? Let's get a breakaway and come back. Uh, this is Breakfast Broward by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Stay with us. There's plenty more to come in the next hour. Still no word from Andrew Dillon and the Hmm. AFL. He was meant to have spoken some 15, 20 minutes ago uh, at a uh, Auskick launch. We'll find out what's going on there. But let's, in the meantime, let's head to Adelaide. Mark Bickley, superstar Adelaide champion and SENSA breakfast host, is online to talk about the uh, South Australian teams. Of course, we have to. Uh, Bix, good morning. (laughs) Gentlemen, how are you? I love love that intro. Very very nice. Good morning, Bix. Good morning. Uh, Back in June, uh, Kane Corns mentioned that uh, why would Harley Reid go to West Coast when he could stay at a club like Melbourne where the culture's really good? We'll touch on that in a moment. Um, <laughs> we're, just trying, flying, they? we're just trying to find the audio. Uh, things are good in Adelaide. Everyone's excited about both the prospects this year. I think we think there's more pressure on Port Adelaide, but tell us a bit about Adelaide and your expectations. 
Yeah, look, I, I think with Adelaide, um, when Matthew Nix arrived at the footy club, they were they actually finished bottom in his first year. I think he went 14 games before he won a game, which was a hard slog for him. But I, I think what most fans um, have been happy with is he's, he's created a, an environment now. When he came to the footy club, it was a bit fractured. Uh, it's It's fairly united at the moment. And... They've had this sort of gradual improvement over, you know, a four- or five-year period. And, and last year, 11 games, um, you know, pretty much one game short of, of finishing in the, the top eight. That had, I think, five games under a goal they lost against the uh, the top four, which sort of showed they could mix it with them. But I think the expectation is they've got to take the next step now. They've got to win 13 or 14 games and, and fulfil the promise that sort of everyone's been waiting for. Very much so. And they took a risk, didn't they, Jordan Dawson naming him captain. But what a what a moment that has been. What an outstanding leader and on-field performer he is. I reckon that's had a bit to do with, I don't know, just the change of mindset at Adelaide, that they were prepared to go outside the circle, name him captain. Been quite remarkable, the, the outcome and the future looks right under his reign. Oh, yeah. And not not to mention his own performance. So, like, remember, like, he came from Sydney. He'd been there for five years, I reckon. And, and I think he had one top five finish in their best and fairest. But he, he's come to Adelaide and, and moved into the midfield and just been phenomenal. You know, last year, he, you know, people were saying he's, well, he's all Australian first and foremost, but then he's, you know, in the, the top half a dozen or so for the Brownlow. He won the best and fairest. So, his ability to, uh, you know, to be able to extend his game to a new level and, and, you know, to be able to do that whilst taking on the responsibility of the captaincy is, is a huge feather in his cap. And the thing I like about him is he's, he's an actions guy. Like, you don't hear much from him and he, he just lets his actions do the talking. And we spoke to, uh, we spoke to a couple of players from Adelaide and they just say he's softly spoken, he's calm, he doesn't sort of loses sort of, um, you know, he's cool too often. And that, I think, with a young side has really sort of permeated through the team and, and they've really enjoyed that. They've had some outstanding captains, Adelaide. Um, <laughs> none really spring to mind. But um, over to Port Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I had to watch I had to watch this bloke hoist the cup twice in a row when I was living there. It was painful gossip, I tell you. But over to the over to the good guys now, Beaks, over to Port Adelaide. Um, as Goss said, a lot of pressure on them to actually go a little bit further into uh, well, win a final and go into finals and actually get success. But I just, I've got a feeling that Jason Horn francis is going to, is uh, about to explode. Uh, I, I totally agree. When you, when, when you look at Port Adelaide, particularly in Adelaide here, you're envious of what they have. Look at the midfield. Rosie's 24 and is captain and two-time All-Australian and mm-hmm. he's one of best and fairest. You've got Butters, who's an All-Australian now and one of best and fairest and just lit up the, the park last year. And you've got Horn Francis, who's 20 years of age and... In my eyes, he's the closest thing to a young Patrick Dangerfield that I can remember. He's just, he's just super competitive. He's got that burst of speed. He's got that sort of arrogance isn't the right word, but he's just got that sort of air of confidence or swagger about him that he can just do things. He knows he can do great things. So you think about those three players. The next five years, Port Adelaide should have a premier midfield for, for that period. And I think the big 
part that's going to complement that is um, Isavan Soldo, who has been getting rave reviews from everyone around the footy club. And if you look at Port Adelaide last year, the reason they, they struggled in, and went out in straight sets was they were just banged up and life set. Uh, really struggled for most of the year to get fit. They had a couple of big defenders who weren't quite right. And, you know, you bring Soldo and Sweet, two young Ruckman or youngish Ruckman, into the, the fold. And they brought in Radigalia and, and Zerk Thatcher. So they've been able to, to cherry-pick the positions that they need. They've been able to attract those players and add them. And if you look at the trade period, I, I went through today and looked at the ins and the outs. And there's not too many teams that really had a positive inflow, but I think Port Adelaide are one of them. So Port Adelaide brought in those sort of four, or three of them are established player. Soldo's a premiership player. Radigalia is a you know established sort of defender, and Zerk Thatcher is an established defender. Sweet's a bit of a you know a fringe player, but not too many clubs brought three players to their club who go straight into their best 18. Port Adelaide have done that on the back of finishing. You know, I think they finished fifth last year. So they've got a real opportunity to finish in the top four again and, and they would be desperate to have final success and probably make a grand final. That's what's missing mm. with Ken Hinckley. Made yeah. a lot of top fours, been in a lot of, you know, double chances and haven't been able to get there. So what you're telling us is a very good uh, summation of how good they are. If they don't make a grand final, is Ken under pressure? I think so. Um, I, I think they need to win a final. I think they've reappointed him for two years. I like Port Adelaide will never say this, but I think they've got that succession plan in place. Josh Carr, I think everyone respects the journey that he's been on and what he's been able to do. He's coached his own side. He's been pivotal in what Port Adelaide have done so far. So I just get this sense that Josh Carr is there. He's you know continuing to learn, but um, you know I, I thought it was significant that. Initially, he was approached by Richmond to apply, and then he was thinking about it, and then he decided not to apply. Um, that, to me, would you know, you just get this feeling that Port Adelaide said, you know what, we think you've got a real future here. You don't have to apply for that and maybe not get it. Just, just sort of keep your powder dry, and um, and things will be okay here. So whether that's in one year, whether it's in two years, whether it's in three years, I just feel like there's an element of Josh Carr who will one day coach Port Adelaide. Yeah, it'll be a huge watch again, Port Adelaide, late in the season. Now, I agree with you. They're going to be good again, but it's a huge watch. Hey, there's one guy, Bix, that uh, maybe I haven't... I watch him as much as I can. You, you're right there and you see them every week. But Todd Marshall is the guy that I think needs a breakout year. He, he's shown glimpses for mine over the years and that he's... Uh, you know, handy, more than handy. He's a very good footballer. But he, I reckon he needs to kick 60, 70. And with the delivery that he'll get from the players you mentioned before, Rosie, Butters, Horn Francis, and even, you know, throwing wines and pepper and all the like that they're going to get, he should be enough. He's good enough to kick 70. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, last year had, uh, once again, towards the end, back half the year, very inconsistent. He had uh, two concussions and then he had another injury. Crook on the groin. Groin, yeah. And, and so I think he ended up playing. I was looking at both him and Darcy Fogarty. They were very similar last year. They both played 21 games, but they kicked between 35 and 40 goals, which probably isn't enough when you, you know, both teams, Adelaide were the highest scoring team last year and Port Adelaide, you know, finished in the top half of the top eight. So both those guys, you would have thought, might have just been able to hit the scoreboard a bit more. Um, Marshall has been uh, had a pretty good preseason. Someone fell on his foot last week, so he looks like he's not going to play in the trial match this weekend. We'll probably be right next week. So 
you, you would think that he's going to improve. He's just signed a five-year deal uh, <laughs> with Port Adelaide. So, you know, they, they've showed a whole heap of faith in him. And I think they're hoping what you're hoping, that his best footy is about to be in front of him. And Charlie Dixon's on the downslope. I think that's, you know, there's, that's not a real courageous statement. <laughs> I think Marshall is going to sort of be that sort of number one guy being really supported by... Dixon, uh, supported by the young fellow in Lord Georgiati, yep. comes back with his from his knee injury and looks like in really good shape. So, I think Port Adelaide going to have plenty of options up there. It's just what's been their Achilles' heel is that last kick inside fifty, and that's been like it for probably the last five years. And it's the it's what every team is working on. You can dominate, you can move the ball, you get the ball to seventy metres out. Can you find a mark inside your forward fifty? I think Port Adelaide in recent years, they've just been happy to just kick it long to Charlie and say, you know what, he'll compete for it. I just think they have to be a bit better than that and they have to start to find that player inside forward 50 with a mark. Bix, appreciate your time and giving us an insight on what's taking place in Adelaide. Won't be too long before Andrew Dillon from the AFL speaks and that's his big story breaking in Melbourne, of course. Appreciate your time. Always good fun, boys. See ya. Andrew Dillon uh, is coming up shortly. Mark Bickley, thanks to SENSA Breakfast, of course, Adelaide champion. Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Uh, we've been reliably informed on social media that uh, that another radio station mentioned the um, the banner and the song the night before. We spoke. Oh, really? Yeah, well, that's fine. Well, whatever, but uh, we, we were more having a crack at... Uh, still not claiming it's an exclusive no, for, we haven't two yet. weeks later. No, we haven't yet. We've just said we <laughs> spoke about it on the 7th, but uh, hats off. I didn't even realise that radio station that actually had the questions, but Dawn was still doing sport. That's how well I'm going. That's how informed I am. Hey, um, just being given a text here, Peter Swimich is coaching Gamelling this year in the Mortlock Football League. Take it to the bank. Up the Blues. Got a good one. Let's get Can't a breakaway. Yeah, look, Andrew Dillon is meant to have spoken. We've just seen some live pictures, um, and he doesn't look like he's speaking anytime soon. There is an array of media there and lots of microphones. He will speak soon. Let's get a breakaway and come back, and we'll hear, hopefully hear from the AFL chief executive after the big breaking story in Melbourne overnight. So yesterday we had our best Dockers 23 for 24. Well, today is the West Coast Eagles uh, team, and uh, we've both got our lineups. And as we mentioned yesterday, much harder to get the West Coast Eagles best 23 for 24 than it was Fremantle's. No, I was the other way around. I thought it was harder finding Fremantle's because of their depth, and uh, found it easier doing West Coast myself. I've, I've struggled with West Coast. I've left some very big names out who are starting that. on the bench. All righty. We are waiting on Andrew Dillon. Uh, Max Gorn, let's go to Melbourne right now. Max Gorn is speaking, the captain of Melbourne. Joel Smith has had added anti-doping violations added to his uh, sheets overnight by Sport Integrity Australia. Now the captain of the Proud Club is due to make his response. He's been at an Oz kick media conference today. The game CEO, Andrew Dillon, is also there. We understand we're going to hear from here as well, but the captain, Max, gone to answer questions about his teammate. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and give you as much as I can in this interview. There's no point in me not. Um, but I, I'm going to struggle to answer a lot of the Joel, the Joel stuff, and I think you would, would respect that. There is an investigation. Um, I haven't read a lot of it, to be fair. I don't read a lot of the stuff that um, Michael puts out, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it, it, it obviously is quite quite shocking. Do you think it's a 
Uh, not in my opinion, no. So if we take the reporting at face value, he's texting teammates of Brent Do you think it's an isolated job, more or less? Uh, once again, it's an investigation. Um, all I can say is for 16 years I've been getting drug tested. For 10 years I've been getting hair tested. Um, AFL and AFLPA look after that, and in that 10 years, I've never been told that our club has a drug culture. But on a human level, are you concerned that it could, there could be a drug culture given the latest I can only go off. Yes, there is a latest development, and yes, the investigation, if it proves to be true, there is a player that's taken a list of drugs. But we're naive to think that doesn't happen in society. I get we're a high-level um, performing in industry, and we'd love zero. But until I get told that we have an issue or I can see the issue myself with my own eyes, I can only go off face value. Heard you as captain of the city club with questions come up around the culture and the drug use. Uh, no, I, I, well, I mean, I like to think I've got a good grasp on our group and um, we've had an unbelievable summer with the turmoil we had over in September and October with the losing the finals and then um, some articles in and around October, but I'm incredibly bullish that we've got the right, the right, the right culture. No culture's ever fixed. I know Track said this heaps. Um, we're always working on it. In terms of the actual drug culture that the expression's been used, I go back to that original comment. And until someone tells me that the hair tests that we have done are proving that we're a drug culture, that's the only market that we have. So in my 10 years, no one's come and told me that our club has a drug culture. So I'm going to go by that. Are you in touch with Josh? Are you in touch with I haven't spoken to him since uh, 7 p.m. last night. Um, to be fair, I'm not. 7 p.m. in my household is quite difficult. Um, so yeah, I haven't spoken to Joel yet. I will. I will today. Do you want to understand who else could be involved? Uh, not at all. Um, once again, it's an investigation. If it does come out to be true, I would look into it maybe a tiny bit further. Um, but it's an overall education, I think. As males, especially in this age group, I think it's an education day-to-day -day sort of set up around society issues, not just drugs, but mental health, alcohol, gambling. Um, I think we'll constantly have those issues in our game. Um, so it's just constant education around it. Yeah, I mean, I can only go off my 16 years of the one club and in my 16 years, we're at a very good part of culture as well. Um, I haven't been any, anywhere else. Gary has, and if Gary says that, you've got to take the man on his word. Um, obviously, I would love no article to ever get written about our club, but it has. Um, but I still stay strong that we've got a, we've, we've, we've got a good culture at our club. Um, there is things to iron out, and that's the same with every club and every society issues. So um, I'm not hiding. There is, there is issues, and we will make sure we get that right, but there's going to be issues every single year, whether you guys write about it or not. Uh, it's tough, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my hand up if I didn't want the challenge. Um, I've been voted in again by my peers, um, so I feel like I've got um, their trust to be able to run the club and lead the club and that's what I'm trying to do with my best ability. Um, there's stuff that would never make the news that is um, stuff that comes across my desk, there's stuff that does. Um, the fact that it's been written doesn't really faze me as much. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm just excited for this year. There's no indication. There's no indication. First off, well, yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about Clayton a lot. Um, in recent times, my answer, my answer sort of changed here. Um, I mean, I said it the other day, I'm incredibly inspired by what Clary's doing right now. Um, he's a guy who's had a lot of trouble, and we've reported that trouble for 18 months. He's been in the newspaper every single day, and most of it is own, his, own, his, his, his own accord. Um, what he's doing now is he's trying to work on himself to be able to become the best version he can for his family, his friends, his teammates, um, and the Melbourne supporter group. Um, and he's hitting still getting some crossroads along the way, but he's focused on trying to be the best person he can. I'm starting to be inspired by the Clay Oliver story. Um, he still lets me down from time to time. Um, we're still incredibly close. Um, but, yeah, to see him run out there, will be a practice match for three quarters against Tigers twos. Um, I hope we got him on the right path, and um, I'm excited for what he can bring this year. Uh, there'll be a discussion about it. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable both ways. Um, I haven't spoken to my other leaders or goody about this yet. To be fair, our sole focus has been getting Clary back to training. Um, the scratch match sort of came about as it did, like there was a chance for him to play three quarters in the VFL. We'll talk about it post that. Um, with Clary, it's probably more day-to-day, -day, so we just make sure we keep him going. Uh, I mean, there is a lot, and you can... There is, like, I think the narrative is that our guys don't listen, our guys don't look at it, but it's pretty hard not to. Um, if you're an interested AFL supporter, I dare say it's on all of your alg alg algorithms today. So um, our players will look at it, so we might have to address it. Um, I haven't really spoken to Goody or Jack um, or Richo at any point yet, so we might have a little chat today. We're on a three-day break currently, so um, we'll go back tomorrow and see if we have to address it. But footy is footy. People just love the on-field stuff. I think Gen Z... Those guys just forget about it tomorrow, um, so they'll be fine. So we might have to address it. Um, but yeah, I, I still think we're all quite bullish about what we can do this year. We'll leave that there, Max Gorn. That wasn't us playing with the audio. That was uh, the broadcaster. Fox, uh, let's just get to the bottom of that. Doesn't believe they have a drug culture at the football club. Uh, he's bullish about the culture, and he was very big on saying that it's the articles that are written about the football club. It was a lot of deflection about media, and that's okay because he's sort of basically throwing it back uh, to that football club. Um, he's inspired by, you know, the Clayton Oliver story right now. What did you make of all of that? I think he, he looks stressed. There's no doubt about it. Um, I've done a couple of shows with Max before. I don't think I've seen him look like this. Uh, he looks a bit drained from it all. But I think, look, he answered from a captain's point of view. He's never, ever going to come out and say, we've got a serious drug problem here. Um, he said until someone tells him that the hair testing is coming back positive, well, they're never going to tell him because that's the way the drugs policy is, um, is set up. He's never going to know until someone gets three strikes and they get suspended. Um well, I, I think he's a man who's who's doing a um, uh, who's doing it pretty hard at the moment because Max Max is a great leader of men. There's no doubt about that. But there's obviously an undercurrent around him that uh, is doing the wrong thing. And he, but he's absolutely right in saying that 
this is not just a football problem. This is a society problem. And, and you know, we're, we're drafting people from all walks of life all across the country who come in with different mindsets and they all can play footy, but they're brought up differently or they're raised differently and they do different things. It's very, very hard to stamp that out of them. Andrew Dillon is the CEO of the AFL. He is now addressing the media courtesy of Fox Sports. Let's take a listen to what the game's new boss has to say. As Max said at the start, we're in the middle of a process here and assertions have been made, so I can't really go into detail. But what I can say is, yeah, it is disappointing when there's any breach of an AFL rule or regulation or the anti-doping code or any assertion. I think what we have here, and again, without going into the specifics, there, there is there's assertions that have been made in relation to uh, a breach of the anti-doping code, but that's that's one player, and I think it would be premature to say anything more than that. The investigation has been uh, conducted by Sports Integrity Australia, led uh, very well by David Sharp, a former Australian federal policeman. Uh, the investigation is led by them, and the information that they have is up to them as to what they as what they do with that. It's not a call for the AFL. The police can. Uh, so yeah, as I just said, the, the investigation is done by Sports Integrity Australia. The information that they have, it's up to them to decide who they pass it on to. And under the anti-doping code, they provide us, the AFL, with certain information. What they do with that is really uh, their call under their legislation. Melbourne Football Club is one of the oldest clubs, well, he's the oldest club in the competition. It's led by a very experienced CEO, Gary Pert, and you've just seen their captain, Max Gorn, who is uh, one of the great captains currently in the competition, and he has been for the last number of years. As Max said, there have been issues over the uh, off-season, but I think that they have a, a you know, great leadership. Um, they've got a great list, but, you know, as they do have things to work on, but they are a uh, very experienced club led by an experienced CEO and a great captain. Any, as I said, any breach or any perceived breach or alleged breach of the rules is disappointing. And what we continue to do with our illicit drugs policy and the anti-doping code is provide education and training for players about the dangers involved. And we'll continue to do that. We'll continue to educate. And that's, that's the key for us. We'll leave that there. Andrew Dillon, the AFL CEO. So pretty robotic and measured, of course, and and, uh, he's been well briefed on that. Um, Things to work on is his greatest understatement of all. Let's get a breakaway with some news and come back. We'll talk about more of that. We've got our Eagles 23 of 24, of course, and also we may be getting to Ryan of Bankshire Grove for Mastermind. If not today, we'll do it tomorrow. Uh, So there it is there. The AFL and Max Gorn have spoken about what's happening with Joel Smith and the latest accusations. And I'm sure keep an eye and an ear out on SEN and, or SEN.com.au. And Mark Duffield, a reminder, after 8 o'clock, I'm sure he'll have plenty to say and do on the issue. Mark Duffield's in after 8 o'clock at a very busy show. Duff, uh, did you keep an eye on Andrew Dillon and Max Gordon? I did. I had a, I listened to it out in the other room. Um, yeah. It's got an eerily familiar ring to it to people who watch football over on this side of the country, hasn't it? <laughs> you think? 
Yeah. That bad? Well, the thing that bothers me about it is that we go all the way back to 2021 and the Glenn Bartlett stuff with the board. Now, Glenn Bartlett was firmly ensconced as the president when he went to the AFL and expressed grave concerns about the behaviour of the senior coach. Now, you don't make that stuff up in his position. So as much as we wondered whether Barty should have gone on with all the stuff and whether he would have been better off for himself just letting it go, did you ever doubt much of what he said? Not like he's, he's a pretty straight up and down shooter, so, than a good operator. So if that's the coach, then whatever the norm is for a player group, and, and Max Gorn is right, like in, it's a societal issue and you'll get all types playing AFL footy and they'll all be at different risk levels and that sort of thing. But if you've got your coach with behavioural issues, then it exacerbates any issue you're likely to have with players. With the, with the current drug code as it is now, three strikes in your then it's not going to change anything. They need to tighten this policy. And, yep, it'll be the tightest in the world in world sport, no worries. But if they want it out of the AFL, blokes need to start losing their jobs over it. They blokes need to start losing their average $441,000 pay packet over it and to, uh, to send message at the moment. It's not, a pol- um, it's not a policy, Scotty. It's a survey. I mean, let's, yeah. let's just call it what it is. They, they use it to track behaviour. Yep. That's what they do. What do you got coming up? Talking to Brendan Julian. We're hoping to talk to young basketballer Ben Henschel, because playing for the Boomers tomorrow against um, uh, Korea. In, Could you not in, go in, down the line that some media outlets have said this is his first step to Paris? Can you just not go down the line? He won't be on the plane to Paris. All, the, a, all the guns will come back. Yeah, and, oh, 100%. Yeah. He, ben, ben might go to Paris to watch, but he won't be, he <laughs> won't be in the team. He <laughs> won't be in the team. Thanks for the heads up, Goss. No I'll, worries, I'll just, I'll don't you, I'll, I'll, you're a smart no, man, no, Mark. No, you, don't you tell you how to suck eggs. You're much better at... Um, Knowing basketball than I am, so it was good. But it's so much linked to gamelling, to coaching gamelling in the Mortlock competition, <clears throat> according to one of our texters. Why would he? I'm just going off what the text is. I mean, uh, well, he, he didn't, whoever sent it said, take it to the bank. Yeah. So, you know, so. Oh, look, he'd be a great yeah. get for gamelling. 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to their previous coaches. Stating the no obvious. But, um, but I guess... I mean, I don't know. Summer generates a lot of discussion and some conflict, but we all, we all read his stuff and we all listen to what nah, he says. Um, and he can coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm a Summer fan. Good on you, Duff. I know you're busy. We appreciate it. Mark Duffield in after 8 o'clock. Let's get a breakaway and come back. Uh, the elongated West Coast Eagles, best 22 oh, for 24. Can you just let me spit it out? Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. Ryan from Manchester Grove is going to have to have another restless night sleep. Oh, no. We're going to hold over his mastermind. Mastermind. Yeah, sorry, Ryan. We didn't know that Melbourne was going to implode. We'll do that tomorrow. This is Scotty Engels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's wind that song down, thanks. Hey, Brewster made coffee ice cold. Drive through for your ice coffee favourites at McCafe. Now that's coffee fit for an Aussie. Just a reminder to anyone who wants to play, join the SENWA tipping competition on the SEN tipping page. So you go to sen.com.au, you click on the win tab uh, at the top, you join the AFL tip, and then you search for SENWA, or you can see our socials. Uh, Chris has uh, posted on our socials the direct link. And look, uh, you just have a chance to win the national prizes, mm. weekly prizes. Fly the WA flag. Fly the flag, and, and more, not even just the WA flag, Scott. It's the breakfast flag. Mm. Now, okay. I'd like to make mention I have done all my tips already. For the year? You've done, a, you've done a Dwayne. I've, I'm running with it. 
Really? Very confident. But are you going to go back and change them as they... Possibly one or two, but not go back over the whole lot. I've done them. If you've got one really wrong, like one team really, really wrong. Well, West Coast winning the flag is going to be difficult to prove, am I tipping? (laughs) And Port Adelaide getting the wooden spoon is going to be really, really hard. Yeah. Oh, my wordy Lord. Alrighty. Can I give you the team that's let's, going to help you uh, yeah, let's do it. get up there? Okay, so we did Fremantle's, uh, for those who were just tuned in, we did Dockers' uh, best 23 for 24. Actually, go through your team, uh, Fremantle Dockers' team from yesterday. If you it was uh, backline Ryan Pierce Chapman, halfback Clark Cox Walker, centreline was Sharp Young Aish, half forward Switter, Tracy Sturt. Full forward line was Sonny Walters, Amos and Jackson lurking deep because he's going to be playing on the ball a lot. Rucks were Darcy, Sarong, Brayshaw. The interchange was Fife, Emmett. I've got jumping up. Frederick, O'Meara and Hughes. And I had a watch on O'Driscoll or Rasmus Johnson. Yeah, OK. Yes, yes. You've got honourable mentions, which I hate you doing. Uh, you just name your hardcore 23, mate. Don't. Oh, yeah. No, but I had him on the outside. No one cares, mate. Uh, Ryan Pierce Wagner. <coughs> Wagner. Quote. Uh, Clark, Cox, Aish, halfback, Fife, Young, Sharp, Switkowski, I like to call him by his whole name, Tracy and Frederick with no S, Walters with an S, Amos with double S, Jackson, the ruck is Darcy, Sarong, Brayshaw, not Hamish, and my interchange is Chapman, Erasmus, O'Driscoll, Johnson and Brody, an honourable mention to Paul Hazelby. Right, let's go. Back line for West Coast. Cole, Barris, Duggan. Cole, Barris, Duggan. My back line, Cole, Barris, Hoff. I have Hoff on the halfback flank next to McGovern and Jermaine Jones. I love nice. seeing a little bit of speed off their halfback line. I'm going Duggan at halfback, McGovern, and I'll just go with the narrative that's coming out of West Coast. I'll go with Harley Reid. Well, I've got Harley on the wing. We've just got a line apart, haven't we? I've got him on the wing. Uh, Kelly in the middle and uh, Jaden Hunt on the other wing. Okay, I've got Jones on a wing, Jermaine Jones on a wing. I've Jimby in the middle and I've got uh, Hewitt on the other wing. He's got him on before me all the time. Uh, Half forward line is Waterman, Allen and Hewitt. I've got Brockman, Allen, Cripps. (laughs) Cripps in the forward pocket. Darling, first crack, and I was, I was really tossing up, but Darling and Brockman in the forward pocket. I've got Williams, Bailey, Marrick, full forward, and Noah Long in the pocket. Yeah, like it. Like it. Uh, Rucks, I've got Williams starting in the ruck. So obviously, you've got Matt Flynn in there. I've got yep. Williams starting in the ruck, Jimby and Yo. I've got Flynn, Yo, and Kelly. Yeah, okay. So we've got the same midfield power area, Ruckman. So midfielders, right? On the interchange, they've got Marrick, first one in there. He'll be the first one to replace Jack Darling. Long, Clay Hall fit. I reckon he's shown it. Well, I'm getting on board. But Witherden, because he's one of the only few that doesn't take any crap when the side was laughing at them, opposition was laughing at them last year, and Flynn. I've got Chesser, and I have very close to having him in my starting 18. Witherden, Darling, Ryan and Waterman. Hmm. Do you have Dom Sheed in your team? No, nor Andrew Gaff. I don't have Liam Ryan in my team either. I think he gets surpassed by uh, someone who will put on some pressure when things aren't going well in Brockman. That's the thing about Liam Ryan. doesn't. If it's all going well, he'll play well. If it's not, he's giving you nothing. From back to front, please. Cole, Barris, Duggan, Hoff, McGovern, Jermaine Jones, Reed on the wing, Kelly, Hunt, Waterman, Alan Hewitt, Cripps, Darling, Brockman, 
Rux Williams, Jimby Yo, and the interchange was Marrick, Long, Hall, Witherden, and Flynn. Yeah, I don't have Hunt in my team at all. Which what? Is, no, no, I don't. I don't. And and I need some speed, mate. They need some speed. Yeah, he brings it. I think they've got enough there. Jermaine Jones. Uh, and again, we are talking that everyone's fit. Everyone's fit, really. So I mean, he's going to play early, and Hewitt's not. So tell us who you think gets in and who. Comes out. And my team is Cole, Barris, Hoff, halfbacks, Duggan, McGovern, Reed, centre line, Jermaine Jones, Jinby Hewitt, half forward line, Brockman, Allen, Cripps, full forward line, Williams, Marrick, and Long, and my Rucks, Flynn, Yo, Kelly, and my bench is Chesser, Witherden, Darling, Ryan, and Waterman. So you got Darling on the bench, no gaff, no sheet. No. Uh, anyone else, miss? Of note? Uh, Hunt, Jaden Hunt. Jaden Hunt, yeah. yeah. And Waterman's probably unlucky, but you can't have them all. Have you not got Waterman in your team? He's on the bench, just. 0487736736 or 13.1255 if you wish. 25 degrees heading for a top of 30. Keep an ear out on Mark Duffield after 8 o'clock. If anything takes place in Melbourne, if Gary Pert, Glenn Bartlett, anyone is speaking, Mark Duffield will have all of that and more. Let's get a breakaway and come back. And we'll wrap up this show. Just a reminder, we are going moving Ryan from Banksia Grove to tomorrow for Mastermind. He's got another night to sleep on it. <laughs> Your questions are set in stone, though, aren't they? I They're will not be not changing done. mine, and you will. Uh, you can help him out if you wish. Oh, Melbourne Cup winner since 1984. How'd that go when the topic was me? <laughs> Didn't go great then. <laughs> Scotty Ingalls. Been a lot of fun today. Hope you've enjoyed it. Here are the best bits. If we're going to go the banner, we're going the banner. Yeah. We're not going if it, if it, if it's cloth with velcro strips. That's a curtain. You're not bringing. We're not asked to bring back the curtain. If you, the only time you bring a curtain is when you're putting it around a horse after it's come a cropper during the race. It's <laughs> done itself a mischief. The first one will be go Eagles go, SGIA. <laughs> <laughs> Then I'll be screaming to bring back the tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) What we need to do for lessons in life, this will be good for people too. Get some kids out there and make the sign beat them. They lost. They lost. You lost, get faster. (laughs) 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 Have you got a best bet for us tonight? I do, yeah. I thought you might be interested in this one at Cannington tonight. Race 5, number 6, Burglemere. Now, this is a huge 36-kilo powerhouse. It's kind of like the Greyhound equivalent of Scotty Cummins steaming out of the full forward. It's good. There's so much linked to Gamelling. Whoever sent it said, take it to the bank. Yeah. Oh, well, look, he'd be a yeah. great get for Gamelling. 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As opposed to their previous coaches. We're actually holding fort and uh, holding court. And up. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't in here. I'm holding forward. See, finally, two and a half years, he's stuffed up. <laughs> holding forward. Doesn't happen very often. Masterminds tomorrow. Well done, boys. Big day. Stay with Duff after 8 o'clock. Uh, enjoy the cooler weather, 30 degrees, because it's going to hot up again for the weekend.